0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the family with.
1: Catherine Brandt
0: and Andy Brandt Bernard. And we'll be right back, kick things off. LA's not in this week, but we will be right back with the family. What's that? Can you say Nissan Titan in that big Tom movie theater voice? Do you want Echo or not? No, Echo's fine. No, Echo, okay. Nissan Titan. Try it with Echo. Okay, wait a minute. This is my Echo. My Echo. I just paid a lot of money for this Echo. Nissan Titan. Man, that's brilliant. We have got a killer deal at our two Nissan stores, Coon Rapids and Burnsville. For this month, for the month of October, you can buy a brand-new Nissan Titan, which is just a badass truck. 0% financing for 84 months. Here's the only catch. We only have 12 of them in stock between the two stores. So, But 0% for 84 months on a Titan, that's unheard of. That's as long as your KQ contract. It is. to be perfect. Yeah, so when you get your truck paid off, you don't have to listen to Tom anymore. Yeah, and I don't have to get up anymore. That's brilliant. Can you say Nissan Titan one more time? Nissan Titan. That sucks. This is you rocking out, Andy. Mm-hmm. That's the plan. Jeopardy fans retreated to a five-year first on Tuesday as contestant Kevin Walsh waltzed to the final Jeopardy round by himself. What? He was in the final Jeopardy round by himself.
1: How does My. that...
0: I have no idea. do you idea. have
1: a game show with one person. Isn't that just a quiz show then?
0: I cannot recall the last time we had only one player in Final Jeopardy! remarked host Alex Trebek. For USA Today, Walsh, a 48-year-old story analyst from Burbank, California, had topped his two competitors who were left with a negative score after Double Jeopardy, oh. making them ineligible for the final round. They had negative. Yeah, you have to have money to bet money. So. <laughs> That's not good Yeah, That's true. Oh,
1: okay. I get it.
0: It was just the second time that has happened in almost a decade per Yahoo. The last time alone competitor competed in Final Jeopardy is March of 2015, uh, per USA Today, Walsh, well, who bet uh, $4,400 of the $1,440, looked confident after reading of the uh, literary pronouns clue. Thanks to a horror film, this novel returned to the bestseller list in 2017 with some 30 years after reaching number one. It. Very good. How'd you know that? I don't know. He just knows things. he just things. He correctly answered, what is it? With that, the four-day winner added $18,800 to his previous earnings of $62,900. So that's good. He's like 81100 uh, 81, or whatever. Somewhere, or good amount of money. 700 excuse me. Yeah, so it's a good amount of money. But yeah, Final Jeopardy by yourself. Yeah, I would just bet nothing. I'm not losing this money. Yeah, that's true because if you end up losing, you end up losing. <laughs> that's a very, very good point. So, uh, yeah, Jeopardy, you know, I, I have not seen Jeopardy in a while, and it's really too bad, because I love that show. But I just, I, I don't know, I haven't watched it in a while, and it's...
1: Yeah, I guess... and you should, because who knows how long yeah. it's going to be on with Alex Trebek, right?
0: I do wonder... Yeah. Are they even going to replace him? I'm assuming they must. They will. Yeah, that show's pretty big, I think. Yeah. It's going to be tough, though, because he is awfully good at that job.
1: I'm trying to think who would be a good replacement.
0: Uh, Not Pat Sajak. He's already got his own show. Just have Pat Sajak do both shows. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah, I don't know. They'll probably get some very young person to do it. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be some awful person. Awful person? somebody, Somebody horrible. Yep. I know it's a possibility. You never know with these things these days. someone who constantly makes references
3: to Twitter and hashtags. Oh, reality. God. Yeah, I think you're, you're absolutely right. Well, I it.
1: guess if they're going to try to woo a younger audience, which I don't uh, – younger audiences don't watch game shows anyway, do they? No, they, they I mean, don't. Unless they're like – No, they don't. Uh, who wants to be a millionaire or something mm, like that? Still, no one no? I
3: know watches game shows anymore.
1: How about those game shows where people get – Whacked in the face with things and they go flying off you know and stuff like oh, the L Degen so wipeout. Do they like those?
0: Holy moly and all those god those shows Are, look what name.
1: Is that music one still on?
0: <clears throat> Mass Singer?
1: Uh no, the one where they would guess the song.
0: Oh, oh yeah, with the uh, like Jamie re- Foxx Yeah, like yeah, there was a remix.
1: Yeah. Is that still on?
0: I think so. I don't I'm not sure. I'm not, I don't know if any of that stuff is <laughs> shooting right now because of COVID. I yeah. have no idea if it's shooting or not. Because yeah. reality
1: shows have definitely taken over. Oh,
0: God. It just oh, yeah. the Television is the worst it's ever been of all time. I don't know.
1: I guess I don't watch, like, network TV anymore. Nobody does. I try to watch the local news once in a while just to keep up with what's going on. But everything's on Twitter so fast.
0: You watch Frank and Amelia? Is I, that who yep, you watch? I
1: try to watch Frank and Amelia.
0: See, There you go. Little Chris Eggert, first thing in the morning on Channel 5, another buddy. We're watching him. So, yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. Television is just so incredible. It's, it, and I hate to say this because it's aimed at the young and all the rest of it, which they is never going to work because they're not going to watch. No. This whole thing that we can still get people under 40 to listen to the radio and watch TV and read newspaper websites, no. it ain't happening. You may as well give it up. You may as well decide that your audience is 36 plus and go on with life because it's not going to happen. You can do whatever you want and it's not going to happen.
1: Well, what I'm wondering is if people that are, I mean, I never watched Jeopardy ever when I was 50. No, when you were a kid, no. no.
0: (laughs) <laughs> when you were a, yes, you did. <laughs> no,
1: I really didn't. Didn't you really? I, I mean, like every once in a while yeah. if it was just every on. Every few months
3: when it was yeah. on, yeah.
1: Or if somebody was really kicking ass and you heard about it, then yeah. I might watch it for a little while. But I never watched it when I was younger.
0: Mm. Right. Yeah, we people just don't do that. And, you know, people did used to listen. To, I mean, there are still some people who listen to the radio and watch television and all that. But not many.
1: And like my dad, what what were the what were the shows Andy that he wanted to be recorded when we finally figured out how to do TV yeah, for him? Wheel of
0: Fortune. Wheel of
1: Fortune.
3: Uh, deal or No Deal, I think.
1: Price is Right. Price is Price. Right. Price is Right.
3: He loves Price yep. is
0: Right. So
1: what's the one with the curtain? With Behind the curtain, and the, then you
0: guess. That's Price is Right. That's Price is Right. Yeah, I think. that's Price is Right. Yeah, Price is and Right. not there another one? It opens the curtain. Catholic and everything. Mass. Catholic, Catholic mass, he's Catholic, Catholic math mass and air.
1: everything else he wanted recorded was just uh, was game shows. Yep.
0: Don't tell the politicians it was Catholic mass. Let's make a deal. Evil. Let's make a deal. Sure, let's yeah, make a deal. Yeah. Are Catholics still evil now in the political world?
1: Only, I only uh, ACB.
0: Mm-hmm. I still want to know how far, how much farther they can push me personally with the white people are all racist. <laughs> The Catholics suck. That, this, that you're talking about my mother there, a well, very poor white woman Catholic. Like I
1: said, people will do Leave anything to make themselves look better I and guess. try to humiliate mm-hmm. the other person. That's just mm-hmm. what we are in right now.
0: That's sad.
1: It is very sad, and I'm I, I I for one am very upset that those are the politicians that people are standing behind. I couldn't agree more. I mean, what is wrong with you that that's the person you want representing your party? I
0: couldn't agree with you more. I
1: think it's just absolutely vile. But that's just me.
0: I got to read something for you here, and then I got to read you the comments because it's exactly what you're talking about. Mitt Romney, world-watching U.S. politics with horror, and I agree with him. I think he's absolutely well, right about yeah. that. Yes,
1: we all are, I think.
0: Senator Mitt Romney has seen the state of politics uh, today, and he has disgusted. in a tweet Tuesday. The Republican said that he had been staying silent with the election approaching, but he is troubled by how politics has moved away from the spirited debate to a vile but tuperative, hate-filled morass that has become unbecoming of any free nation. Couldn't agree with him more. He's 100% right about that. Uh, the world is watching with abject horror, and many Americans are frightened for our country, he wrote. Romney signaled uh, Trump out, because, you know, he and Trump have never gotten along, so I knew he'd do that. That's yeah. that's his business. president calls the Democratic vice presidential candidate a monster. He repeatedly labeled the Speaker of the House crazy. He calls for the Justice Department to put the prior president in jail. He attacks the governor of Michigan on the very day a plot is discovered, but Democrats launched blistering attacks of their own, Romney said. Nancy Pelosi tears up the president's State of the Union speech on national television, terrible. which was disgusting. She
1: is really disgusting.
0: Well, all of this stuff is disgusting.
1: Yeah, I just, it just, like I said, as a female wishing that there were more women in power in politics and then mm-hmm. this is how you act.
0: I know. Yeah.
1: You can't have any sort of decorum or any, you have to be a jackass.
0: I agree. Get off my side. Uh, there you go. So basically, uh, Mitt Romney is criticizing people for being for it being a horror show. They're vit- vile, vituperative, hate-filled morass. These people are disgusting. All they would do is talk hate, hate, hate. Yep. So let's go to the comment section on that story on Newser.
1: I hate you for mm-hmm. hating hate.
0: <laughs> you got it. <laughs> <laughs> Our enemies could not be happier about the destructive age of Trump-topia.
1: Enemies. Mm.
0: Democrats and Republicans in Congress have become so vile and nasty it's unsalvageable, which I agree with that. As Putin and the IRA gave give a toast, who knew that the Republican Party had a racist underbelly that could be easily influenced and overtaken mm-hmm. by meme wars? The IRA? Yeah, it's, it's the IRA, yeah. Oh. The, the Irish Republican the, Army. Yeah,
3: going right. to say mm-hmm. other troubles back.
0: Yes, uh, not that I know of. mm mm-hmm. While Der Groper takes cake for a complete loss of decorum, I'm not sure that the uh, blistering hate-filled rhetoric is all that new. Uh, well, it's true, the Founding Fathers opened fire on one another. But yeah, we're talking about when, when you're calling people crazy and you're calling, you know, whatever, it just goes on and on. Once the Republicans get control of all the government, they will be able to just kill off the 47% that Mitt thought lived off the government.
1: Oh, come on. There's not on one nice then. positive
0: comment here. No, never is. So apparently you missed the point of the story being vile, vituperative, and hate-filled because that's exactly what your posts are.
1: Well, isn't that that's that uh, lizard brain thing. You hear the word hate and you instantly think somebody hates you. Yeah, I know. Yeah.
0: I know. I, I just don't know. How can are you that stupid that you could read a story like that lizard and then make brain. It is lizard brain, isn't it? <laughs> to post comments like that after reading that article. How, what did you miss? You dumbass. I don't
1: know. I always thought that R- Mitt Romney was kind of like a decent guy.
0: Well, I think he is. I mean, he's a rich kid. His dad was, uh, George Romney was governor of, might have been Michigan. Was what he was, governor? George Romney uh, was governor of Michigan, Oh,
1: is he a lifer? I didn't know that. Oh,
0: yeah, he's a lifetime politician uh, mm-hmm. who's very, very wealthy. He uh, came from a lot of money. Yeah, I don't like that. That, that whole deal.
3: Mm-hmm. He was chairman and president of the American Motor Corporation for Ooh, eight years. George Romney was? Yeah. But he was also a politician. He was the 43rd governor of Michigan. It was Michigan. And the yeah, third
0: so. United States secretary of housing. Yep. Huh.
1: Okay.
0: So Mitt's dad made a little bit of dough. So Me. they, oh, they yeah.
1: just buy themselves into a position. That's
0: exactly what happens. That's exactly right. Okay. we are to take a break. We'll be right back with the family. Tom Bernard here with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Thanks, Tom. Always a pleasure to be with you. One thing we keep talking about is that North American Banking Company is a community bank. Why is that important? Well, two things. First, as a locally owned and operated bank, we move quickly for our customers when it matters most. You're not waiting for a loan decision to come out of state or making the decision right here at your home. Secondly, our customers appreciate the fact that we get to know them and understand their goals. For many of our customers, we're coaches, mentors, and sometimes sounding boards for their ideas. It's hard to get that from a big bank, but it's something we do just because it's Tuesday. Well, that sounds like a great way to do business. All of our employees are working to help meet your business needs. It's how we create loyalty. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company. A better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. i
2: never seen
0: so and he's rocking bad out over there, ladies and gentlemen. As he does. Uh, the book is called A Walk Around the Block. Stoplight secrets, mischievous squirrels, manhole mysteries, and other stuff you see every day and know nothing about. Spike Carlson, our special guest. Spike, you're going to be one of those guests that I just sit back and listen to because this is rather fascinating.
2: Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's good stuff, and it was a lot of fun to, to write the book. You know, I, I kind of realized that I'd read books about climbing Mount Everest and going down the Amazon and traveling to the moon, but I really didn't know anything about the, the world outside our, our front door, and it's a, you know, world full of wonder and intrigue, uh, and so I wrote a book about it.
0: Spike, are you a St. Paul
2: boy? I'm a Stillwater boy. Stillwater, okay. Yeah. What do you doing? Yeah. in prison? <laughs> <laughs> so Catherine. I love this town, and there's actually, you know, it talks about a walk around the block, and, you know, some of it is a walk around the block in Stillwater, but I walked around blocks in Paris and New York and and uh, Alabama and California and to kind of give a, a well-rounded uh, story uh, with that.
0: I love it. A simple walk around the block said journalist Spike Carlson, best-selling author of A Splintered History of Wood off to investigate everything he could about everything we take for granted in our normal life, from manhole covers and recycling bins to bike lanes and stoplights. So, so what do you mean we take them for granted? They've always been there, so we don't even pay attention to them. Is that what you're saying?
2: Yeah. I mean, a lot of things we don't even see, you know, we don't see, uh, the workings of our sewers and, uh, you know, how our water gets to our house and, and electricity and, you know, sewers, I, I was able to, to walk through, uh, the sewers of Paris and I was, went through the sewage treatment plant in, uh, the old pigs eye plant, I think. they Oh, used to sure. Call
0: it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
2: And, um, again fascinating stuff i mean our our, we would be less healthy and our cities would be much smaller uh and we'd be less happy if we didn't have have good sewers you know oh yeah yeah well one funny thing i ran into is uh in 1926 they did a survey of the fish in the mississippi river and uh they found three fish between uh you know St. Paul and, and downstream, and it was just because people used to dump raw sewage in there, oh. and uh, so we've come a long way since then.
0: Thank God. Can you imagine back in the day, walking down the streets, let's say, in uh, some old French street, and you walk down the street, and somebody decides to empty their uh, their waste bin out the window right <laughs> under your head? <laughs> That must have been a thrill.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, there's stories about that. So yeah. There's even some kind of custom about which side of the <laughs> sidewalk a, a, a gentleman should walk to prevent uh, uh, their lady friend from getting hit by sewage. Mm, I like it.
0: <laughs> I absolutely like the idea. So no, stoplight secrets, there are secrets about stoplights?
2: Well, you know, let me throw one back at you. Okay. Um, how long does a stoplight stay yellow?
0: long does it yellow, I would say three seconds.
2: Okay, you're... you're you might be right. Um, there's actually a formula for it. And so you take the speed limit, you divide it by 10, and that gives you the number of seconds. And so if you're so in a 55 three. Yeah. mile yeah. an hour uh, zone, seconds. it'll stay yellow for five and a half seconds.
0: That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah.
2: And so, you know, it just gives you that extra time. And also the lights will stay red uh, in both directions for one to two seconds. And so that's another, just, you know, we drive through. Through stoplights, through them, past mm-hmm. them. <laughs> right every day, and it, it kind of gives you a a little taste of, of the science behind it. Uh, you know, another interesting thing I found was that the push buttons uh, for pedestrian walking, like in New York, only about ten percent of them actually do anything. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: makes you feel better to press it over yeah, and over yeah. and
3: over again. It's like the uh, door close button in elevators often yeah. isn't wired up.
1: I know. Alex always yells at me because I press them constantly. I'm like, it just makes me feel better. Well, sometimes they
3: are <laughs> yeah. wired, but most the of the time they doing, don't do anything. You're
2: just doing thumb calisthenics. That's yeah. all you're doing. Well, I'm just doing something. There's <laughs> yeah, nothing
0: wrong with that. By the way, I should mention, book pre-order out October 20th. So just, uh, what are we talking, six days away. Just go on Amazon, as a matter of fact. Um, which, you know, i got to hand it to Amazon. They, they made selling books. I, Spike, let me ask you this, and I don't know if, if you would know this or not, but I've never asked anybody this. Have book sales gone way up since Amazon just sends them to your house now?
2: Well, I know one thing is book sales have gone up since the, the pandemic. Certainly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the thing that's growing the fastest is, is audiobooks. And, and podcasts oh, sure. like yours, of course, you know people love to listen to books and, or, yeah. uh, you know them being read and uh, so Amazon has had a huge impact on the on the industry. I still love supporting independent you know bookstores. They sell about thirty to forty percent of all the books in the US so they they, they can't be avoided uh, right. they're there and they're a giant.
0: No question. As a matter of fact, people have been talking to me about, about starting a children's book podcast which I, where I would read children's books because I think I have a very for, – for, for children, my voice is relaxing. Maybe not for adults, <laughs> but for children, I guess. They, I don't know. It's something I thought of doing because I'd like to do that anyway, I think, eventually.
2: You know, Dolly Parton does it, so go for it. Yeah. She does. Yeah, she regularly reads uh, children's
0: books. I think she has a podcast or, I didn't know or something. Can you imagine that? Once upon a time there were three bears. You <laughs> can hear it now. So I wanna hear about mischievous squirrels because I will tell you something. We just moved about seven months ago into a new house and there are a bunch of there's a very thick bunch of trees, woods I guess behind our house. The squirrels in that neighborhood, Mm -hmm. we didn't really have that many squirrels in Golden Valley. We lived there. We moved down to by, uh, you know, south, kind of by 62 down there. Yeah. These squirrels, there was a squirrel. Catherine, ask Spike about the squirrel that sat right next to you eating a nut. (laughs) What the hell was that?
1: All right. So I'm gardening away, and the dog is right next to me, and he's running around because it's windy. And I look down, and there is a squirrel right at my feet. And he's chomping on a mushroom. Like there's nothing going on. Like there's not a human within a he- centimeter of him or her. So I jump and sort of scream because I'm like, rabbit squirrel. I don't know. And it, it didn't even move. It didn't do anything. Mm. So then I sort of look at it, and it sort of had a rough-looking right eye and a rough-looking right ear. Okay. So I'm thinking, well, maybe it fell out of a tree. Maybe it was a Concussion squirrel. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. so it didn't even know that I was there, maybe?
2: <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're fascinating animals.
3: Yes, they and, are.
2: You know, well, people often complain, you know, they're, they're chewing on my bird feed, or they're chewing on my porch furniture. And one thing I found about squirrels is that their front teeth grow six inches a year. Oh, oh Lord. man, okay. they Because, you know, they're constantly chewing on walnuts yep. and things right. like that. Oh. If they didn't renew themselves, they they die. And so if they don't chew on something... Their teeth can get too long to the point where it locks their mouth mm-hmm. open, and, oh. and they'll die. And oh. so that's, you know, one of the mysteries behind squirrels unlocked right there. Yeah, That's <laughs> the defining
3: feature of a rodent is front teeth that never stop growing. Really? Yeah. rabbits
1: yeah. and things, too? Yep. Yeah.
3: Any yeah. rodents, yeah, they have to chew or else, yeah, their front teeth, they'll just never, ever stop growing. Yeah. It's yeah. very yeah. weird.
2: Some people call squirrels, they're nothing more than, than rats with good PR. PR agents, but there's yeah. um, <laughs> a lot more than that. For instance, you know, I, I'm in Stillwater, and I can look out my window, and they're running all over the place, you know, mm-hmm. burying nuts, and so I looked into that, and a squirrel can remember where they bury a nut for about 20 minutes, yeah. and, uh, but they have a keen sense of smell, and they often will leave a, a little natural fertilizer mm-hmm. behind, oh. behind with them. So people always think of of squirrels having a a great memory, but uh, actually it kind of boils down to their their sense of smell. And they don't find, you know, about three-quarters of them never get found.
1: I believe that because they're constantly burying things in my potted plants. Yep, and
2: they just leave them there. I'm
1: like, oh, what's this little acorn tree growing yeah. Oh, yeah, in here? Squirrels
3: plant, yeah, squirrels <laughs> plant some huge number of trees every year because they forget where they
0: bury well, everything. I think, yeah,
1: I we've all seen those videos of the cars that are, you know, an yep. abandoned car and somebody's field acorns, filled yeah. with a- acorns.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. Mike, so I, I got to ask you a question. We only have about one minute left here. I want to ask them to get this in. I got to believe, in times of COVID, a book like yours, where you could read, you can learn, but it's enjoyable, it's entertaining and enjoyable. Mm-hmm. It's got to be a great book for this, this time, particularly right now, I would think.
2: Yeah, I mean, so many people are walking now, and this yep. gives uh, uh, you some great trivia and points of conversation. We look at everything from you know, fire hydrants to telephone poles to lawns and front porches and electricity. And, you know, so if you're going on Jeopardy, you know, you got to read this book. But, you know, it's really a good book for people who are curious about the world around them and and uh, and science and try to deliver it in a way that's informative but entertaining and engaging. So uh, I hope the book does that.
0: It does indeed. By the way, Carlson is spelled with an S-E-N, Spike Carlson. A walk around the block, stoplight secrets, mischievous mischievous squirrels, manhole mysteries, and other stuff you see every day and know nothing about. Pre-order out October 20th on Amazon. Uh, you got to come back after after the book is out, Spike. We got to talk more about the book. We, we, there are other areas like manhole mysteries and other stuff you see we didn't even get to. So next time, yeah, we time. didn't
2: even we didn't even get to the roadkill uh, contest that I judged or the, uh, the graffiti <laughs> artist I worked alongside.
0: Well, wait a minute, do you want to talk about that? We got another segment. If you how much time do you have?
2: Uh, you're my last segment today.
0: Okay, cool. Do you, you want to come back after the break and talk? I'd love to hear about those things. Sure. All right. We'll be right back. More with Spike Carlson right after this. Thanks. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry, We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Our special guest, Spike Carlson, S-E-N. As a matter of fact, his book, "A Walk Around the Block: Stoplight Secrets, Mischievous Squirrels, Manhole Mysteries, and Other Stuff You See Every Day and Know Nothing About," pre-order on October twentieth, twenty twenty, on Amazon now. Spike mentioned a couple of things. So, you, what kind of contest did you judge?
2: Well, I wanted the the, the book to have a uh an international national feel, so I was heading down to the uh, down south, and I saw uh, that there was a West Virginia roadkill cookoff, and I was talking with the organizers, and I just offhandedly said, "You know, if one of your judges doesn't show up or or, or gets sick, give me a call." And a couple days later, I got a call, and so I went down there, and I was one of the the judges. Um, in the past, there had been. Uh, turtle and squirrel and iguana and alligator. Um, of the eight chefs we sampled, we wound up with um, rabbit and bear and uh, and wild boar and uh, and venison, of course. So, mm-hmm. uh, but it was just it was just fun. You get out to a little different part of the country, and these were some serious cooks, and there wasn't a bad meal in the bunch. Mm. So. It was uh, it was a great experience, and the next day after that, I went and visited the Roadkill Queen, uh, who, who's okay. in Ardmore, Alabama. Heather Montgomery, and she uh, she's just a fascinating woman. She, you know, we think a roadkill is just you know roadkill, but um, you know about one and a quarter million deer and elk and moose get hit every year, and a couple hundred people die Jeez. in collisions. And there's things you can do to prevent that. Um, and when it 's not prevented, for instance, in Alaska, about six hundred moose a year with two hundred pounds of free range meat get hit, and by law, you have to report that, and volunteers go out and dress the meat and give it to those in need so yeah, that 's good yeah. yeah that is good yeah
0: so that 's a really, really nice thing as a matter of fact i didn't i didn't know all that stuff was going on
2: <laughs> yeah you know pe- people don 't do that with squirrels so much in Minnesota no. Yeah, yeah. Not there's not a whole a lot
0: there. But some people do eat squirrels. Yeah, I know I've true. heard it before. People never, do eat squirrel meat, I've, apparently. I've had
3: alligator. I've had, we went, uh, it was in Florida somewhere. Oh, no, it was in um, Arizona. We went to that one weird restaurant, and I had like the...
1: Oh, yeah, rattlesnake.
3: Yeah, and all sorts of weird stuff. And they were all pretty <laughs> good, honestly.
2: You know. Yeah, they yeah, all I do, mean, yeah. D- done right, it's it, it's it's amazing. You yeah. know? I,
1: I guess you should have asked if it was roadkill.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So where
0: did you say Ardmore, Alabama? Yeah. And where's yeah. that?
2: Well, it's you know, it's I call it the middle of nowhere. <laughs> but, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, but you know, I, I, I had that was just one of the interesting uh, experiences. That uh, another one I had was I was in Paris and I would set up. a... Uh, a meeting time with a graffiti artist to to interview him and you know i had my little recorder and my pen and pencil and and we connect and he goes come on let's go let's paint and so he's got his backpack and we go back in the alley and 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 we paint while we talk and it's really it's kind of a writer's dream you you get to do kind of hands-on and you get to, to to talk with the people that are actually actually doing things and uh you know the the book says it's stuff you see every day and know nothing about, but so much stuff has, you know, history and people behind it and their stories. And that's kind of the approach I took with, with this book was to get those stories.
0: I think that's wonderful. See, like I said, this is so fascinating because nobody, I don't think anybody's, has anybody ever done this before? Tried to uh, approach what you did in a book?
2: Well, I, I don't know. Um, you know, I tried to, get the information across yet you know make it entertaining and engaging and inspiring and so uh you know so far people just say they they love the you know kind of the mix of of good information and and trivia and uh and all that so um the book is being really well received and so goody 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> no not so harsh there Spike. goody 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 um I do need to understand. What would make a manhole mystery? So what's well, that all
2: about? The que- you know, why are they round? That's, that's, that's a good point. Hey, why are you. they round? Oh,
0: my God, I
1: read this one time, and yeah, now I've completely I actually, forgotten.
0: I do know the answer. Do you? Mm-hmm. You do? Why are they round, Andy? So they won't fall through.
2: That is correct. That that's, that's one of the reasons they can't fall through their mm-hmm. old opening. That You know, they can also be be rolled out of the way
3: that too they're, they're very very, very heavy, heavy. They yeah,
2: are. yeah. True. and they can be positioned anyway when you put them back on and mm-hmm. they're the strongest shape in uh in compression and it's actually an interview question that microsoft used to ask <laughs> yeah, that's
3: why i know it
2: Employees. <laughs> yeah yeah and you know just testing people's ability to think on their feet and their creativity and and uh but like I say, it's what goes on below that, that, that's really the fascinating part of it.
0: Could you write another book called Mis- Mischievous Squirrels and Sons Who Know More About Stuff Than You Do? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I wrote a book called A Splintered History of Wood, Belt Sander Races, Blind Woodworkers, and Baseball Bats.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That works for me. Yeah. I, I just, how, what inspired you? Because it, this is a great idea. Your books are great ideas. How, how did you get inspired to do this?
2: Well, you know, it really started with I got up one morning, went to brush my teeth, and there was no water. And um, and so I uh, called the water department. They said, oh, people in your part of town, the, 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 there's frozen water lines. And two days later, after it got fixed, they said, okay, now you have to let a trickle of water run in your faucet till spring. Oh, God! that wow. was six, six weeks away. <laughs> <laughs> and so for six weeks. I got to listen and look at a f- dripping faucet, mm-hmm. and I thought, "Where does Ugh. that water come from? And where does where does that water go? How did my phone call get down to the water department? Mm-hmm. You know, how the guy who fixed it? What what's the deal with the asphalt and concrete? You know, he he drove over. So that was kind of the genesis of the whole book, and uh, it was really really a gas to write it.
1: And what was my water bill going to be? <laughs> yeah, for
0: real. <laughs> Oh, the water bill, yeah, thinking about that, honest to God. I th- so I, I still want to. Sorry for going back a couple of steps here, but what do you mean so the manhole cover wouldn't fall through the hole? What?
2: Well, it has. A, uh, if you take a square, you can pick that up and drop it through the hole. If you turn Oh, it.
0: I see what you're mm-hmm. saying, yeah. Yeah,
2: and you can do that with almost every other shape except for a triangle. And a circle, mm-hmm. a
0: triangle and a circle, because the opening under the lid is smaller than the circle that is the manhole cover.
2: Exactly. Yeah, you got to take the lip into account. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah, that, that's the that's the reason behind it. And you know, in an economic downturn, they're a very popular thing to steal and turn into scrap metal. <laughs>
0: that's <laughs> real nice news.
2: Yeah, and and I can't remember what city it was, but one city they lost. Uh, I might have been Philadelphia lost two or three hundred manhole covers, oh, God. and um, of course that's dangerous. And there was was an accident involved with that. But uh, yes. there, there's a lot of stories that start with manhole covers.
0: God, I can't believe that people in Philadelphia would steal manhole covers. Yeah, How'd that ever really? happen?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that town. It's a great town. But man, they're they're interesting people. There's no mm-hmm. doubt about that. <laughs> No question about it. Spike. I think it's great. Stay in touch. Uh, walk around the block. Spot, uh, stoplight secrets. Mischievous squirrels. Manhole mysteries. No longer mysteries on the uh, the podcast. That's mm-hmm. good. Other <laughs> stuff you see every day and know nothing about. Pre-order out October twentieth, twenty twenty. Just go on Amazon. You're you're ready to go. Spike Carlson. Thank you so much. Great talking to you, sir.
2: Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Thanks, guys. Was indeed. Thank
0: you. Bye. Take care. Bye, bye. Spike Carlson, ladies and gentlemen. What a nice man from Stillwater, Minnesota. Uh, Andy, how do you know about things like that? I don't. Well,
3: I've been paying more attention to like just little stuff like that, especially if I, since I ever started living on my own. It's just like, you know, <laughs> what?
1: What? I don't get the connection.
3: Well, like, for example, uh, my toilet broke. Yeah. So instead of just calling a plumber, I figured. Oh. So I looked up. I said, you know, how does a toilet work? You know, right. What are the inner workings of a toilet? Right. And I figured it out, and I fixed the toilet myself. Like, for example, did you know when you flush a toilet, there's no actual pump or anything going on there?
2: The What's amount the of water
3: in the bowl oh, becomes yeah. heavy enough that it flows up and out. If you took a bucket, dumped it in a f- toilet, it would flush. What's that yeah, little thing flush, there
1: yeah. in there? I the bulb. That, I thought there was sort of like a. Well, there's
3: a pump to refill the tank oh, okay. up top. All right. all right. But the bowl itself, you could just dump water in, and because of the way it's shaped, all right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it'll flush itself. Yeah, everybody. Well, most people, I think, have <clears throat> dumped a bucket of dirty water or something down a yeah, toilet, yeah, and it
3: flushes. But right. a lot of people think there's like some sort of pump or something below the bowl, but
0: mm-hmm. no, nope, there's um... not. I've seen them installed, so I knew there wasn't a pump. Uh We shall take a break. Back with Hour 2. Coming up in Hour 2, Rosie Mercado, Neil Carlin. Great guests coming up. And the family.